Thanks for joining Walt and me today. My name is Brenda McCord. Each week, we look forward to sharing lessons from God's Word. This podcast, Walk with God, is part of our ministry, Discover God's Truth. We invite you to visit the website and subscribe at discovergodstruth.org, where you can grow and be encouraged in your personal walk with the Lord. We appreciate the outreach ministry of TheAwakeningWorldwide.com. Welcome, friends. As we begin today, Walt and I want to share some exciting news with you. This weekly podcast, Walk with God, is now part of our new ministry, Discover God's Truth. Discover God's Truth Ministries is dedicated to teaching the Bible through dynamic Bible study, and we encourage head-to-heart application of biblical principles in each of our daily lives. There will be additional features offered throughout the week to strengthen and encourage you in God's Word. There'll be a pocket truth on Mondays, which is a Bible verse reminder to encourage you in your walk. It might be a verse that you'll meditate on that day or memorize throughout the week. Our Walk with God will continue as a weekly podcast each Wednesday for life-changing truth as we study God's Word, as we look at His Scripture. And then on Fridays, we'll have a weekly devotional called Embrace Truth that will bring our thoughts and our hearts toward the Lord and focus again on His written Word. You know, we want to invite you to, to subscribe at no cost to our website, discovergodstruth.org, and we've shared the link in the show notes below. Well, Walt, we took some time back in November, you know, just a few months ago, and we started praying about what would we teach in the new year? What would our new season be for Walk With God? And over these next few months in front of us, we are going to open our Bibles to the New Testament, and we want to look more closely at First Peter. You know, do you remember reading about Peter? He's one of Jesus' very first disciples. And when you walk through those four gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, It seems like Peter is always speaking out of turn, he's floundering in the Sea of Galilee, or he is totally missing the point of Jesus' teaching. Yet by the time he writes this book, he's more than 30 years older. He's learned some valuable lessons in humility. Peter helped bring unity to the disciples after Jesus departed for heaven. And Peter has spread the gospel message to Jews and Gentiles alike. Well, and Brenda, even before we go into this book of First Peter, we need to talk about the man Peter. And again, he was a fisherman. He's probably brought up and raised in a in a kind of a rough and tumble world. Fishermen were not always viewed as scholars or uh, people that were very, um, very 
good with etiquette. They were just rough guys. And I, I love this. There's actually two chapters in the Bible that really kind of highlight what Peter was like. It's Matthew 16 and Matthew 17. In Matthew 16, uh, people are talking about who Jesus is. And, and with that, he asks, who do people say that I am? And Peter responds, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And with that, God says, oh, that is so great that Peter, that you understand that my father in heaven has shown you this. And then Jesus blesses him for his faithful words. But just a few moments later, Jesus said he must go to Jerusalem and die and be raised. And Peter says, no, Lord. And he takes him aside and begins to rebuke the Lord, saying, God forbid it, Lord. And then Jesus responds after just saying, Simon Barjona, God, flesh and blood didn't reveal this, but God, and it blesses him and said, you're going to be a great leader. Here Jesus says, Peter, you're Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. And with that, he's speaking the words of Satan. In just a few sentences, he can go from speaking godly truth to speaking words of Satan. And then the very next story is the Mount of Transfiguration. And why I love this Peter sometimes, like me, has a foot-shaped mouth, and he gets on the Mount of Transfiguration, and I love the way Mark talks about it. Mark says, and not knowing what to say, Peter said, and then Peter proceeds to say, let's bail boost, (laughs) and let's stay here. And then, I love that, while Peter was still speaking, this bright light, and from heaven, the Father says, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Peter, stop talking. Listen to to my beloved son. And I just love that. You know, Peter was a slow learner. Um, Are there any slow learners out there? Sometimes that's been really true of my life. You know, three times when Peter's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's sleeping after Jesus said, watch and pray, watch and pray, just pray with me, stay with me. And three times he's, he's there sleeping. You know, just a few hours later, three times, Jesus is denied that Peter says, I deny that I even knew Jesus. And at the end of Matthew 16, the last time he denies him with a curse and a swear. And what's interesting, the text there in Matthew 26 says he's around a charcoal fire. Well, just a, a few weeks later, he's around another charcoal fire, and Jesus has prepared food for them. And Jesus is interacting with people, Peter, at, at, in John chapter 21 at the Sea of Galilee. And three times Jesus says, Peter, you need to feed my sheep. Peter, you need to feed my sheep. Peter, you need to feed my sheep. You would think that Peter would begin to get, okay, these three times, this is a big deal. Jesus said, you would deny me three times. And Peter said, I'll die with you. And he did die for him. And then lastly, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10, three times Peter sees this vision that don't call the un, the things that are unclean clean or the things that God has declared clean, unclean. He has to get this down because the very next thing that Peter must do is take the gospel to the unclean Gentiles, to Cornelius. And this is one of those times in, of Peter, we look at this and we say, he's a complex man. Um, is he an apostle? Yes. Did he always do it right? No. He's called of God and God's going to use him mightily. And I think that's even something for us to remember. Um, with the, God can use us even when we struggle at times to learn and to walk well with the Lord. And even as you walk through the threes in Peter's life, I'm just reminded of our different 
sites where we stop when we're in Israel and we have friends with us going around Israel and we're opening up God's word and we're saying this happened here and and uh, just bringing um, to my mind those different sites where we actually stand and we remember how Peter quote unquote how he failed right he he didn't yeah. do it right he struggled and it brings me to a head to heart you know sometimes we struggle i struggle we struggle with doubts with thoughts of failure i tell myself i can't i mean i can't do that i've i've made some really big mistakes in my life there is no way god can use me Have you ever had those kinds of negative thoughts? Friends, those are lies that Satan wants us to believe. These kind of thoughts, negative thoughts, where we're looking at our failures, at the mistakes, at our doubts, these will stop stop us dead in our tracks. We we can become immobile as it is. We we freeze up, right? But what we need to remember is the Lord accepts us. He looks at us and he loves us. He knows all about, he knows these weaknesses. He knows our failures, but he wants to restore us. Yeah, just like he did with Peter. Yeah. And that's what happened. Well, that that charcoal fire, that second fire, a few weeks after Jesus' resurrection, up at the Sea of Galilee, Jesus is there. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. You know, Jesus, God, the Lord, the Trinity, he wants us to participate in his work, which actually seems amazing yeah, to even say that, that he would include us. He doesn't need us, but he desires for us to participate, to share the gospel with our neighbors and people who we meet at work and in everyday life. You know, Peter helps us. He helps me remember God's not giving up. He's not giving up on you, my friend. He's not giving up on me, but rather he wants us to humbly come to him and allow him to work in us and through us. Let's turn now to the opening verses in 1 Peter chapter 1, and it's Peter's greeting. And this doesn't always happen when we begin a book. Sometimes we're wondering who actually wrote the book, but Peter's very clear. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for the obedience to Jesus Christ, and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. As this book opens, the people that Peter is addressing, they are living in a difficult world. They're facing trials. There's tension. There's unrest in the government that is over them. They are in hard situations. They're being crushed. They're being pushed. They're being 
um, they're facing persecution. There's persecution ahead. But P- Peter here calls his audience where? He says, let's focus on the Lord, God the Father, the Spirit, Jesus Christ. And even as you're saying that, Brenda, this is during a difficult world that's going to get more difficult. There's going to be more persecution. And as you look through that, Peter, even when he calls himself an apostle, he's a sent one. I've been sent by Jesus Christ to you. I have some words to you. And he gives his theme at the very end of this book in 1 Peter 5.12. He says, I've written this briefly to you exhorting you and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. Stand firm in the true grace of God in the midst of trials, in the midst of difficult circumstances. The places he lists are in Asia Minor, now in modern-day Turkey. But this letter is going out to any that, that are in exile, and he's going to give even more description about exiles, people who are aliens and sojourners. He's going to explain that though you've been spread across the Roman Empire, that's okay. God knows this. God knows you and knew you before you ever knew him. That's the foreknowledge of God, the Spirit. There's a sanctifying work of the Spirit of God. He wants you to grow in that grace. He wants you to stand firm in that grace. He wants you to see, to embrace that grace totally in the midst of these trials. And then he's calling us to be obedient, obedient to Jesus Christ for the sprinkling with his blood. He sprinkled us with his blood, and by that blood, he cleansed us and made us acceptable before God the Father into the very holy of holies. So cling to him and obey him, love him, and bring glory to him. And I love here in these opening verses how Peter draws our attention to the Trinity and the work of that. And that's what you've just shared with us, Walt, that yes, you may be aliens. You, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You're growing in the Holy Spirit. He's sanctifying you every day. You've been chosen by God the Father. And so that's where our trust is. That's where our hope is. That's where we look for encouragement, no matter what we're facing. And I just want to share these words of summary from Pastor Chuck Swindoll. Listen as I read. How do you react when suffering comes? Many crumble at the mere thought of another pain or trial. Others rise to the occasion. Most of us are probably somewhere in between. Peter's encouragement to his Christian readers is one of perseverance in faith. It isn't enough for us to simply get up every morning and trudge through each day. Neither is it advisable to paste a smile on our faces and ignore troubles. Instead, The lesson of 1 Peter is to push through the troubles, recognizing their temporary presence in our lives while walking, listen to this part, while walking in holiness and hope as people of faith. Let me just go ahead and and conclude our time in prayer. Father, I just love that thought that in the midst of hard times, we don't need a pace to smile on or we don't need to grumble Lord, that, that we can realize that, 
that even though um, some of these these struggles and troubles and trials and persecution, even even though they might go on for what seems to us a long time, in reality they're temporary. That this world is not our home. That we are just a, a passing through, and that someday. Our lives will be revealed as we continue to walk in hope as people of faith. And even from Peter's opening words of his greeting, Lord, I pray that grace and peace would be multiplied to every listener this year. I pray that this would be a year of even greater grace in our life, that we embrace the grace you have shown to us and we offer grace to others. And because we've received that grace. And Lord, I pray for peace in the midst of troubles internationally, in the midst of struggles, in the midst of discouraging word and political division. Lord, may we be at peace with you because of Jesus Christ sprinkling us clean. And Lord, may we be at peace with one another, loving others well, even as we learn to love ourselves the way you love us. Lord, may they be multiplied to each and every one of our listeners throughout this whole year. And I pray, especially as we dig into First Peter, that you would use that to encourage us wherever we're at in our lives. And I pray all of this in the name of our mighty Savior who sprinkled us clean with his blood. It's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this lesson from God's Word. Walk with God is part of the teaching ministry of Discover God's Truth. Visit our website at discovergodstruth.org. We appreciate the outreach ministry of theawakeningworldwide.com.